welcome back to Forgotten Lakers. We're here with former Los Angeles Laker Joe Smith. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Jeff? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Good. So like I was explaining to you a little uh, while we were setting this up, this podcast is about you know, talking to former NBA players about their, you know, their professional careers, their college careers, and then their time with the Los Angeles Lakers. So uh, mm-hmm. before we get started on that, uh, when I was doing a little research, I was here, you're coaching now. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, actually, uh, since I retired, I uh, started a basketball academy, Joe Smith Academy, and uh, actually do training. Um, so I do individual training and group training uh, with kids of all ages, boys and girls. Um, right now it's kids, but I'm looking to get into the college uh, realm and to the uh, NBA realm uh, later uh, as I build and grow my grow the business. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, things are well here in Georgia, and uh, I mean, just just being able to teach the kids the fundamentals of the game and the right way to play the game, and you know, the skills and and and, and to help them develop the game that they want that they want to develop to become better players. So I mean, it's been a lot of fun for me, man. I enjoy it. Very cool. It's nice to hear. So moving on to your basketball career. When did you, you know, how did you get into the game? And when did you realize that you were probably, you know, significantly better than your friends, your teammates, and that you had a future in basketball? <laughs> um, I mean, I started at an early age, as, as all of us do. You know, we mm-hmm. started as young kids. And, you know, um, I was one of those clumsy little, <clears throat> clumsy, lanky, long, big guys running around uh, uh, just trying to develop and try to learn the game of basketball. And, um, I didn't fall in love with in love with it until probably high school. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really fell in love with fell in love with the game. I started. I felt I, I was getting better as a player. Uh, I saw the improvement, and and that's when I started. I started falling in love with the game. I really didn't know that I had the chance to make it to the NBA until I got to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I when I got recruited from high school, I wasn't one of the. I was a top recruit, but I wasn't one of the top recruits. So I really didn't. I uh, think I had that NBA chance at that time. But once I got to Maryland and, and, and you know, things just blossomed from there and, 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 and it happened pretty much overnight for me. So I uh, just put the work in, put the work in through the off season and, and prepare myself and prepare my body for, you know, a college season. And, you know, that's when I realized, you know, that I had a chance to make it to the next level. Yeah. So I was uh, reading about your college career and your stats and everything while at Maryland and what went into the decision to go pro after your sophomore year? I mean, it was a tough decision. I mean, I, obviously, you know, uh, we had a young team at Maryland when I first got there. When I got there, we um, we were starting two freshmen and three sophomores. So we had a team that could build. But um, so it was a tough decision. Uh, you know, I put a, a, a lot of thought into it. I talked to Coach Williams about it. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty much – uh, he, he he told me himself actually <laughs> actually that you know if it was if he was in my shoes that he you know he would make the decision to leave and he would understand because you know it's a once in a lifetime opportunity there's something you For know sure. as young basketball player young basketball players that we all dream of and and the goal that we all want to reach even though we all might not be able to accomplish it but you know it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and. You know, he didn't want me to come back and risk an injury, and I didn't want to come back and risk an injury. And oh, so definitely. We wanted to, uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, made decisions, sat down and talked to my mom about it, and, you know, uh, she left it up to me, so I just made a decision uh, because of those couple things, you know, just not wanting to risk an injury and, 
and and being a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, it's it's, it's it, it, it was pretty much an easy decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were the 1995 College Player of the Year coming out of University of Maryland. Went first overall right. in the 1995 NBA draft. So what was that draft night experience like? Were you hoping? I mean, you probably assumed you were going to Golden State at some point, I would think. But were you? Um, you know, secretly wishing to go to a different team, or how did that work out? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, you know, with our draft class, my draft class, uh, no one knew. Like, it was mm-hmm. a, pretty much up for grabs. Uh, it was myself, it was Kevin Garnett, Antonio McDice, Jerry Stackhouse, Rashid Wallace. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, we had some heavy hitters in my draft class, and we really didn't know who was going to be the number one pick mm-hmm. until it was called. And um, but I mean, that was just like just sitting in the green room. It was probably one of the most nerve wracking nights of my life. Oh, <laughs> you know, just sitting there waiting for your name to be called. You know, I was probably, uh, you know, I was sweating and shaking. You know, I'm sitting there with my family, you know, and trying to enjoy the enjoy the moment. But, you know, I'm just so nervous that it's hard to enjoy. But just hearing your name called as the first pick, you know, that's probably one of the best moments of my life. So you end up going to the Warriors first overall, like I said team with a lot of talent, Chris Mullen, Latrell Sprewell, Tim Hardaway. Uh, right. What was that first training camp like with those guys leading into your rookie season? <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of rookie duties, I can tell you that. <laughs> like what? But, um, I mean, just carrying the bags and stuff like that, you know, bags, balls, and, you know, just nothing too crazy, but just, you know, the normal, typical stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was actually, it was, my, I think I might have had the, uh, greatest experience because you know learning from the veterans that you just named you know, I had Chris Mullen I had Tim Hardaway um later on we got Ronnie Cycli BJ Armstrong and now oh, as yeah. a young guy you know yeah as a young guy you know you learn it from those type of veterans it was it was it was you know I was like eyes ears everything open just trying to absorb as much as I could so I mean, it was a great experience for me and even I though did... our record wasn't that good it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I, was, I was looking at your game log that year. Y'all actually, you came close to beating the 96 Bulls. I think you lost by four at home uh, to the Bulls. Yeah, so you, you know what? We actually had them by 20. Oh, yeah? We, I, yeah, we actually had them down by, I think, might have been 20 or 21 that game. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, they, second half, they hit a switch or something. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like you say, it was a close game. We ended up losing a close game, but... Yeah, we had them for a moment. <laughs> we could have put one of those losses on that. What did they lose? Ten games that year? Yeah, that could have been the that could have been the eleventh. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you you were with the Warriors for I guess two and a half years. You know, everyone talks now about the incredible fan base they have, and you know just how loud it is and intimidating it is to road teams. Was um, did right. you? I mean, obviously they weren't as successful when you were there as they are now, but this, did you get a sense of like what the power of the fans brought to the team, like what it could be? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we, um, we weren't, we, we, we weren't that good as good as this team, but we still packed the house. That's And it was incredible how, you know, the fans came out every, uh, every game and, and supported us, even though, you know, uh, we weren't as good as this team, but I mean, the fan support has always been great out in the Bay area for the, uh, for the Warriors. No matter what they're going through, no matter who's on the team, I mean, they come out and support their team, and it's, it, 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 it has always been that way. Mm-hmm. 
moving on to some of your other stops in your career, just looking to getting just getting to look at the some of the teammates you got to play with, you know, Allen Iverson, right, Garnett, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook when they were early in their time at Oklahoma City. Um, mm-hmm. So, what were those experiences like getting to play with Iverson, Garnett, and the other guys I mentioned, Durant, Westbrook, everybody? I mean, playing. I mean, playing alongside those guys was. I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, the thing about Allen. Uh, Iverson, he and I, we played together as kids growing up, AAU every year, so mm-hmm. that was nothing new to me. That was, you know, just a normal experience for me, but uh, with the other guys, I mean, it was it was great to be a player alongside those guys, see their preparation, see how they prepare for the games and how they practice and, you know, how, how they uh, study the game. I mean, just to learn those type of things from uh, elite players like that, you know, is always a great opportunity, so to play alongside those guys and, and, and um, you know, Kevin, he's so intense out there on the floor, you know, <laughs> everyone has a different personality. So you really have to be able to adjust yourself to, to each, each personality. But I mean, it, it was a great experience and I enjoyed every one of them, you know, from LeBron, uh, obviously Kobe, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. I mean, it was, it was a great experience. Uh, did Garnett, you know, as intense as he is whenever we, you know, back in his playing days when you'd see him play every game, did he bring that same mm-hmm. type of intensity to practice? Or what was that like going up against him <laughs> all those years? Oh, yeah, definitely. He, <laughs> he might have been worse in practice because he could get in trouble, really, for, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> for his actions. So he, might, uh-huh. he may have been worse in practice, you know, as intense, with his intensity. But, um, I mean, he brought it no matter what. Anytime he stepped on that floor, he was just as intense. Uh, as it is in a game, as he was in game. So, um, I, 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 and, and you know, you try to tell you tell players and tell young young players that uh, the way you practice is how you play, and mm-hmm. that's the way he is. You know, he mm-hmm. practiced the way he played, and that was the and that's what you got on the floor every night. Since you were playing with Garnett, you know, close to his peak, and maybe a little bit right before his peak, would you say he was the best player you played with, like, when you as as a teammate, like, at that time? I would say he's definitely top two. I would have to give LeBron probably the best yeah. as being the best, yeah, the play, uh, best teammate that I played alongside. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kevin, he's, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, he's a, he's a close second. It's not, you know, far, far off. I mean, they both play the same, similar ways, even though they play different positions. They're both unselfish. Uh, like to get other people's shots, get other people involved. Then they know when to take over the games. And, I mean, it, it was, you know, different positions, but similar attitudes and similar uh, styles to the game. You know, like I said, you, you're, I don't even know if we talked about it yet. You were on 12 different teams throughout your career. So who, who, <laughs> yeah. who knows how many teams that adds up to. But uh, is there a particular teammate that you think could have had a better career that was just kind of flew under the radar for one reason or the other maybe it was a situation just uh, you know with a coach or a system they're playing in but mm-hmm. a guy I think would have had a much better career if he had gotten a different opportunity somewhere else someone that I play with yeah somebody or anybody with. in general okay, um, okay. I, um, I guess either way but yeah um, I, I was asking for somebody you played with but if you can think of another guy that would be cool too Oh, okay. I mean, probably uh, the first name that probably could have come to my mind is uh, a guy I played with in Milwaukee was uh, Michael Red. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he was, I mean, I think he became, he was an all-star one year, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, he was, he had, he was a tremendous talent just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, we 
you know, when he was in Milwaukee, the teams weren't that successful. So uh, mm-hmm. he, he didn't get a lot of he didn't get a lot of notoriety. So he, a lot of people didn't see him play. But he's one guy that really flew under the radar that had a, had a lot of talent inside, outside. I mean, dead eye, three point shooter, can attack the basket and get to the bucket and get you a basket in the paint. So he was one of those well rounded, all around guys. Yeah, he was always, uh, you know, when he got hot, he was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, man, he could light it up. <laughs> uh, so, given that this is a Lakers podcast, uh, the last stop in your NBA career was in the 2010 2011 season split between the mm-hmm. Nets and the Lakers. The Lakers were going for their third straight title at the time. Um, right. I remember towards the end of the year, they had a nice little run, and then the last few games before the playoffs dipped off a little bit. I know there was some right. supposedly some drama going on, you know, just from the front office standpoint about preparing for the lockout, laying off long-term employees, et cetera. But did you, th- did you think, like, that first series with New Orleans that, you know, this team had a shot to win the title, or did you think it was, you know, just a matter of time before they kind of fell off? Oh, no, I definitely thought we had a shot, shot to win the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right after the trade, I, I, right after the trade from New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was uh, <laughs> pretty much automatically uh, feeling that, that, we ought to, that we were automatically going to win it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it was just, just, but like you said, it was so many ups and downs towards the end of the season that, you know, we never got into a, a, a rhythm going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um but after that, going into the, after we won the New Orleans uh, series, I mean, we felt pretty good about that. But that was one we felt we should have won. So you know, that was nothing to get excited about. But uh, Dallas and uh, Dallas was playing well, and mm-hmm. and they were they were playing well going into the end of the season. They was playing well in the playoffs, so we knew we had a tougher challenge with them. Yeah, that was uh, for personal reasons. I'm from Dallas, but a huge Lakers fan. So um, you mm-hmm. know, all my friends. Mavericks fans, so they gave me so much crap during that series. It was. <laughs> I bet they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they. You know what? They they spread us out and eliminated the size, and you know there was just a great job of coaching. They, you know, they spread the floor, and and you know, and they kind of took Andrew out of the game a little bit, and you know, Powell couldn't get going. He was, you know, chasing around Dirk a little bit, and you know, it was just they had a they had a great game plan. And Barrera killed this. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. He it just says rolls the lane and throwing up the players yeah. are finding shooters. That was frustrating because he's like, you know, I don't know, he's under six feet and he was just killing everybody. <laughs> yeah, he had a great series. <laughs> oh man, I'm over only like fifty percent over that series. I'll get over it eventually. <laughs> you might have to move out of Dallas before you get over that one. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm leaning that way. Um, <laughs> so, in your short stint in LA, did you get to see that you know famous Kobe Bryant work work ethic that everybody talks about? And if so, do you have any stories you could share? Um, I mean, I don't, have, I don't have any stories, but I mean, yeah, he was—he's definitely a hard worker. I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he was, um, you know, older and towards the end of his career, or not toward towards the end of his career, a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, he still was in the gym early in the weight room early uh, before anybody gets there. You know, working, uh, getting uh, in the weight room, pumping iron. Then he goes out on the floor, gets the shots in uh, before practice starts. So I mean, it was uh, he definitely uh, 
you know, display a lot of uh, hard work, and he's, he's a he's a great person for young players to uh, look up to, especially coming in with with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He's a great player for them uh, for them to be able to look up to, and, and a great example that he shows because he's one that probably one of the hardest workers besides KG, and I would say LeBron that I've seen work. So, is there one particular player that you didn't play with that you wish you would have gotten a chance to play with? Um. Shaq. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Shaq. I was, that's why I, I made all these notes for the podcast and I, I was going to ask you about your potential fit with Shaq as somebody who you wish you could have played with. So that's cool. I was hoping you could <laughs> Yeah, that's the only person I probably would wish I could have played alongside of. Because then, cause you know, a lot of my career I had to play four, I played a four and a five. Yeah. So then, you know, with, with Shaq and out there, I wouldn't have had to play as much five. So I could have just been the, Played a you know stuck to my position so exactly uh, that would yeah. have been nice to be yeah you're a mobile big yeah. who you could have cut or he would have been doubled and you just would have been shooting eighteen footers all day and um, right exactly been able yeah. to slash to the basket yeah play off of him that would have been yeah I would have been I would have loved to have been able to do that for a little, for a couple of years yeah that would have been good um, <laughs> so are you gonna keep playing with the big three next year oh yeah definitely. Definitely, mm-hmm. like, I'm. I'm excited. I was, you know, that that was a great experience. I think that's a great thing that Ice Cube has, uh, has put together. Um, uh, I think the competition is good. It's just going to get better. Now the guys really got a good feel for it this year, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to it's just going to improve year by year. But yeah, I'm definitely going to look forward to playing again. That's cool. Yeah, it's been really entertaining to watch. Um, Hopefully they come back to Dallas next year. I wanted to go this past summer, but just schedule wise, couldn't make it happen. Um, yeah. uh, you didn't make it? No, no. I watched a lot of it on TV, but I didn't get to go to when it was at in Dallas. So maybe next year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Dallas because Dallas we had a good turnout. So I think I, I don't see why we wouldn't come back to Dallas. I think that might be another stop for us. Do you think it has the potential to eventually draw you know like the bigger name former players like you know Garnett? Paul Pierce, Kobe, recently retired guys. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have a chance to they're they'd be interested in playing in it? I think so. I think if guys are able to, you know, get out there and still do it without, you know, uh, they're not injured, or, you know, if something on them not aching at this point of their current day life, <laughs> you know, that they're able to get out there and get, and do it. You know, I think I think it will draw bigger names. Uh, the first year, obviously, you know, we, we had at the combine, we had maybe seventy, seventy five players former players come and try out at the combine for just for the eight teams that you know we that were finalized but um, I think it's just going to get bigger it's just going to improve Uh, a lot of players uh, once they saw how it was going this year you know I I heard from a lot of players that uh, you know that they're interested that they the interest level has grown so uh, I think next year is going to be even better and then from then on out it's going to improve uh, cool yeah that'll be something to see so before the big three, were you still playing a lot, or did that kind of get your juices flowing? I mean, I got my juices flowing, but I was still playing. I, I, <laughs> I'm 42 now, so I played the 40 and over league. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was playing in the 40 and over league, and um, you know, and I, I still get out there when I'm doing the training with the kids. I'm going through these drills and you know, uh, doing everything with them pretty much. So. Um, I'm still out there trying to stay in some type of shape, uh, uh, even, you know, when it's not a, a big three or something like that's going on. Um, so I got one last question for you, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. K- 
Can you name the 12 teams you played for in the order you played for them? In the order? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can barely name the 12, but it, uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, the Warriors, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Minnesota, um, Detroit. Yep. Back to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Minnesota, I went to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee to Denver. Yep. Uh, Denver. Oh, shoot. Chicago? You missed one. <laughs> I missed one? Oh, damn. Well, I mean, it. I guess you – no, technically not because you had already played with them, but you went back to Philadelphia for a little bit. That's right. Back to Philly. That's right. For the yeah. rest of that year. Yeah. And then it was, and then it was, um, Chicago. Yep. And then Chicago, was it Cleveland after Chicago? Cleveland after Chicago. That's right. Cleveland and then OKC. Yep. And then back to Cleveland. Yep. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then New Jersey and the Lakers. I think that's well, that's well. Uh, you missed Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. 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 Uh, Atlanta, right. New Jersey, then the Lakers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, you know, I, I, like I mentioned, I did a, one episode with Chucky Brown, who also played for 12 teams, and I meant yeah, to Yeah, I was about to say, he's up there with me. <laughs> yeah, I meant to ask him that question, and I completely forgot. So, um, that oh, man, I want to know how he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool cool well, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time joe uh, i really appreciate it so and good luck uh, with no problem coaching your music career and uh, i'll look for you again in the big three next year oh uh, thanks i appreciate it jeff i appreciate everything uh yeah thank you all right well um take care have a good night all right thanks you do the same have a good one